0: You're listening to the Power Place audio podcast. For more resources or to watch the service online, visit us at www.thepowerplace.org. Amen. God bless you as you give. Uh, Today, if you brought cash or a check and you want to give today, you can give in those boxes by the wall on your exit out So good to be a part of what God is doing. Anybody love Jesus here today? Amen. So nice to have uh, Pastor Luke's parents here, Mark and Rhonda Standage. Would you stand? Let them see who you are. It's all their fault. We're so glad. Amen. What, what a time our youth are having. Uh, Wednesday night, I guess, was a powerful night. Get involved in what God's doing here. Don't miss out on anything. So what do you call a fake noodle? An impasta. <laughs> <laughs> ah, what are you going to do? A Sunday school teacher was trying to explain about saying grace before meals. And one of the pupils was the young son of the minister in that church. So she started the discussion by asking him, Jerry, what does your father say when the family sits down to dinner? Jerry looked at her and he said, Dad says, go easy on the butter kids, it's three bucks a pound. So much truth, oh my goodness. This this killing them with kindness thing, sure it's taken a whole lot longer than I expected. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Today uh, we are in the middle of the uh, middle of the March. Miracle March. Believing God for signs and wonders and miracles. And the title of our series is Is This Natural? We're believing God for greater miracles than we've ever seen before. But is the supernatural natural? Shouldn't we be naturally supernatural as children of God? I mean, shouldn't, shouldn't that be a natural thing? That we see miracles and signs and wonders. And speaking in other tongues. Mark Batterson writes, during my senior year of high school, my basketball coach noticed I was squinting at the free throw line. So he suggested I get my vision checked out. I honestly thought my vision was normal, but the ophthalmologist informed me that I had 20-40 vision. I was seeing at 20 feet what people with normal vision could see at 40 feet, which might explain my shooting percentage from the free throw line. You can function pretty effectively with twenty forty vision. You can get your driver's license, you can read print, recognize faces, but you lack acuity. And distant objects look blurry. I will never forget the car ride home after putting it in contacts for the first time. I almost can't put it into words. I was only a five minute it was only a five minute drive and We'd made that drive a thousand times, but it was like I was seeing the world for the very first time. I remember seeing some pink and purple flowers that were so vivid and so colorful and so beautiful. I could hardly believe my eyes. I was finally able to see what had always been there. The man born blind had to be overwhelmed by the images flying at him, but he saw them for what they are. Miracles. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. When it is bad, your body is full of darkness. Matthew six twenty two. We don't see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. We don't see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. I can't read this verse without hearing my little league baseball coach yelling, good eye, good eye. In the baseball context, it means not swinging at bad pitches. In the biblical context, it means looking at things from a God's eye view. And when you look at life through your good eye, you discover that there is more to everything than meets the eye. The only difference between seeing the miracles and not seeing them Is which I were looking with. So I say Lord open our eyes to see. Everything that you're doing. Help us to notice and recognize. Your miracle working power. And what you're doing even behind the scenes. That we don't recognize quite yet. I'm reminded in 2nd Kings chapter 6 verse 8. The king of Aram was at war with Israel. And after conferring with his officers. He said I will. Set up my camp in such and such a place. And the man of God sent word to the king of Israel. Beware of passing that place because the Arameans are going down there. So the king of Israel checked on the place indicated by the man of God. Time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he was on his guard in such places. This enraged the king of Aram. He summoned his officers and demanded of them, tell me which of us is on the side of the king of Israel? None of us, my lord, the king, said one of his officers, but Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. That's disconcerting, isn't it? Go find out where he is, the king ordered, so I can send men and capture him. The report came back. He's in Dothan. He's down in Alabama. Then he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there. They went by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Lord, open our eyes to see what's really happening. Help us to see what's happening in the unseen realm. Elisha could see, his servant couldn't. But when his eyes were opened, he saw the armies of God surrounding Elisha and himself. Miracles. Lord, open our eyes to see. To see what's really happening around us. So, should the church be open during these days? Are we really loving our community by opening up and having services? I get this question a lot. Listen to this. While deaths from COVID-19 are down, the CDC says fatal overdoses nationwide keep rising with more than 220 drug deaths every day. I'm just going to say the church should absolutely be open because we have eyes to see the real issues, spiritual issues. We have an eternal perspective. Somebody say eternal. That means everlasting. That means forever. it's interesting to me that everyone is trying to stay alive to live a few more years on this earth in misery just to live a few more years on this earth that is passing away i saw i saw an ad the other day what would you pay for 5 more years of life what would you pay so we're trying to stay alive So we can exist on this earth that is temporary. This earth that is passing away. And very few people know that there's an eternity of living after this life that will never end. And that's where you're going to spend the bulk of your existence. Not here for a hundred and some years. Seventy to whatever Some of us don't get quite that that much time. But the reality is, you and I each have an appointment with death. Because scripture tells us it is appointed unto man once to die, and after that the judgment. You have an appointment with death, you just don't know what it is. Nobody's notified you yet to let you know your time is up. But there will come a day when you will die. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to die. This is real. This is reality. You will die. The body you live in can't last forever. As soon as you were born, you began to decay and age and die. That's what aging is. You get that, right? That's why... At the end of this month, when I turn 63, my body's already telling me, hey, slow down a bit. Stop it. You think you can, but you can't. I started playing basketball with our team, the Pinkies. Pinkies are still in. That's right. We're still winning. We're still in the playoffs. Black team got beat. Sorry, guys. Though they did beat us, they are now out of the tournament. But all that, you know, that's, that's no big deal, any of that. But what I'm trying to say is I played one game, the first game, and got a shoulder to my ribs, knocked my ribs out of place, didn't realize it for about a week or so, but I was in pain, finally got my ribs put back in. It took about a month for it to heal. These bodies are aging. And there's not much you can do about it. You can take a bunch of supplements and and just keep pumping stuff in your body and Botox and whatever you think works for you. But the reality is, you can't stop the aging process. You will die. You're going to die. So the question is what then? Because that's what matters. It's not how you die. You could die tragically. You could kill over in a moment and be gone. You could suffer from a disease forever, seemingly, and then be gone. But the reality is, you will be gone from here. But as soon as you step from here, you step into eternity. Heaven or hell. That's what's most important. And you've got to decide that now before you step into eternity. Because once you step in, it's too late. That's why the Bible says today is the day of salvation. Now is the time. You need to make a a decision now. Our desire is that you enjoy eternity with Jesus. And that's why we're open. We need to look fear in the face and with faith, keep moving. Miracle, definition of miracle, it's a noun, meaning amazing or wonderful occurrence. comes from the Latin miraculum, object of wonder. You dig way back and the word derives from smiros, meaning to smile, which is exactly what you do when a miracle happens. It's meaning in biblical Hebrew is a symbol of victory held high for all to see. That's why we need to talk about what God's done, what he's doing. In biblical Greek, that which causes wonder and astonishment being extraordinary in itself and amazing or inexplicable by normal standards. That's a miracle. And I've seen many miracles in my lifetime. I've heard of many and I've seen many. And I still see them today. Today we want to talk about signs. Somebody say signs. So a sign, a sign points to something. A sign lets you know that you have arrived in the vicinity of something. I'm on the right track. I'm still headed in the right direction. And God gives you moments where he shows up and encourages you to keep going. This is the way, walk in it. The sign isn't the fullness of what it points to. It just points and says, look, here it is. Look, you've arrived. Look, you're, you're headed in the right direction. Signs point to God that he's real, that he's alive, that he's still at work. Look, that was God. That was God. And God began posting signs in the very beginning of time. Genesis 1.14 tells us, Then God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. The sun and the moon, the stars, they're all signs in the sky. In fact, Psalm 19 says, The heavens declare the glory of God. In the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. It's like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is deprived of its warmth. Signs. Signs can be in a prophetic word. Signs can be found in the word of God as you read the word. Signs can be in tongues and interpretation. Signs can be in a word of knowledge that someone couldn't possibly know. But God speaks to them and and says something to you and it's a sign. On March 2nd, 2019, a guy came up to me at a conference. He never met me. And he asked if he could share something that he felt the Lord was speaking to him for me. You know, I, I take those moments sometimes seriously, sometimes not, honestly. Uh, and, and people have come to me and they say, well, I have a word for, for you from God. And I look at them and I say, if it's from God, I'll receive it. If it's not, I won't. Because people are trying to speak things over you at all times, especially in, in the weird charismatic world. Um, so you don't have to receive every word that comes to you. You get that, right? You need discernment, the discernment of the Holy Spirit. So anyway, he, he stops me. He had actually walked by me. I was sitting down in a chair. He walked past me, and he stopped, and he came back. He said, man, as I walked by, I just felt like God wants to say something to you. So I said, okay. Let's hear what God says. And he said this. He said, you're a father and a sender. And those under you know who they are because of what you've poured into them. You have laid a great foundation. But the Lord wants you to know that explosive growth is about to happen. And something leaped inside my spirit. And he stopped and he looked at me and said, you must be a pastor or something. I said, yeah. I am. Interestingly enough, that same morning in my Bible reading, I had written down these scriptures in my life journal, Exodus chapter 23, verse 20, 29 and 30. And God said, I'm going to send an angel before you to protect you on the way and to bring you to the place I have prepared. And then speaking of the enemies, he said, I will not drive them out ahead of you in a single year. Otherwise, the land would become desolate and wild animals would multiply against you. I will drive them out little by little ahead of you until you have become numerous and take possession of the land. And then later that night, Booker comes to me and and he has this word of knowledge. It was like the Lord said, This is a sign. Keep going. You're heading the right direction. Keep walking. I'm ahead of you. I know what's coming and I will lead you. And then later that year, the the gymnasium space next to us opened up. And then the Lord confirmed through his word that we were supposed to take it over and remodel it and make it into the pack. And then it was 2020. And so we built a gym in the middle of a pandemic. Because when God speaks, when he gives you a sign, you can move forward knowing that you're in the, headed in the right direction. There's no fear in that because the Lord has confirmed with a sign. Anybody with me today? Amen. And I believe God is still in the signs business. You, you've just got to open your eyes, open your spirit to see what he's doing, what he's saying, how he's leading. And if we're not listening, we can get ourselves in trouble. If we ignore the signs, and some of you have done this, wow. we ignore the signs and we find ourselves in in major trouble because the sign maker has warned us. He's given us eyes to see. We just decided to close our eyes, shut our ears and not listen. Romans chapter one, verse 18 gives us this scenario. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godless, godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what? may be known about God as plain to them. Because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen without being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. That's the signs. The signs are everywhere. And when we choose to ignore the signs, we get ourselves in trouble. Everyone has plainly seen, and everyone is without excuse, that God is God. Verse 21, for although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God, nor gave thanks to him. And and this is one of those things that, that... as a parent, I don't know if you've noticed this, if you've been a parent, but your kids don't come out saying, thank you. <laughs> oh, really, thank you. No, you teach them how to, how to be thankful. Amen. Because our, our sinful nature is not a thankful nature. And so when we don't recognize God as who he is, We don't glorify him as God. We don't give thanks to him. Then here's what happens. Although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. So when you don't acknowledge God, when you don't thank him as God, your thinking becomes futile. Your foolish heart becomes darkened. And although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. I'm just going to read this and let you notice that we're living this right now. Though they claimed to be wise, they became fools. Because of this, God gave them over. Because they rejected God, because they didn't acknowledge God, because they didn't give thanks to him as God, they became futile, foolish, and because of this, God gave them over. So that's how you want it. Okay, here you go. You asked for it, you got it, Toyota. That's an old, I, yeah, I'm dating myself right there. Some of you are like, that. I don't even know what that means. It was, it was a commercial, okay, years ago. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. Nobody wants to preach about that these days. I've been preaching that since I was a a young man. You, you You don't mess with God's order. And not have penalty. I'm sorry. You pay. You pay in yourself. The due penalty for your error. Furthermore. Just as they did not think it worthwhile. To retain the knowledge of God. So God gave them over. To a depraved mind. So. That they do what ought not. To be done. They become filled they every kind of wickedness evil greed and depravity they are full of envy murder strife deceit and malice they are gossips slanderers god haters insolent arrogant and boastful they invent ways of doing evil wow. they disobey their parents Those of you who are rebelling against your parents right now, just realize what category you're in right there. It's called a depraved mind. God gave you parents for a reason. You may not like them, but you need to obey them. Verse 31 they have no understanding, no fidelity. no love, no mercy. And although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. I was in Los Angeles, California. I was reading my Bible. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me very clearly about that last verse. They not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. And I felt as if when I went to a movie and paid money and saw things that were in this list right here, that I was showing hearty approval. When I watched things on television that, That are in this list right here. I'm approving. I'm not doing it. But I'm giving hearty approval. I'm going to watch. I'm going to support. I'm going to pay money to see this. Even some of the music. We're downloading. We're putting it on our Spotify list. We're listening to stuff that. Is in here. And we're living dangerous. We approve of those who practice such things. Signs. Signs are a big deal. And if you'll take heed of the signs that God places in front of you. Some of you God has put a stop sign and you've just run it. You're like, eh, I'll be okay. For some of us, there's been a yield sign. Slow down. Be careful around here. This is a this is dangerous area. You need to slow down, you need to watch for things around you. We just carelessly go on through. Please heed the signs. Don't find yourself in in this chapter of Romans. Don't find yourself in there and say, oh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what happened. It's very clear what happened. You ran all the signs. You ignored the signs. Don't be that person. John chapter 4, verse 46. Jesus... He came again to Canaan in Galilee, where he had made the water wine. His first miracle. And at Capernaum, there was an official whose son was ill. When this man heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went to him and asked him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. So Jesus said to him, "'Unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe.'" The official said to him, "'Sir, come down before my child dies.'" And Jesus said to him, go, your son will live. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his way. As he was going down, his servants met him and told him that his son was recovering. That's interesting that they didn't say your son is healed. They say he's recovering. So he asked them the hour when he began to get better. And they said to him, yesterday the seventh hour, the fever left him. For some of you, your miracle doesn't come just like that. You begin to get better. You start to recover. And that's no less of a miracle than if God healed you immediately. Yesterday the seventh hour, the fever left him. The father knew that was the hour when Jesus had said to him, Your son will live. And he believed, he himself believed, and all his household. This was now the second sign that Jesus did when he had come from Judea to Galilee. This time the sign came as a word. He sent his word and healed them. We just need to believe the signs. We need to believe what God says to us. As you read the word of God, he will speak to you. He will give you a moment where a sign will show up and say, that's it. You need to listen to this. And if you believe, go on your way. The miracle will come. That's the awesome God we serve. Amen. Amen. There was a bunch of grumbling among the leaders of Israel. Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. They, They were grumbling about them all being equally holy, equally set apart by God, God speaking equally to each of them. And so they confronted God's appointed leaders, Moses and Aaron, and, and sometimes you need a sign from God to know your place. Numbers chapter 17. The Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites and get 12 staffs from them, one from the leader of each of their ancestral tribes. Write the name of each man on his staff. On the staff of Levi, write Aaron's name, for there must be one staff for the head of each ancestral tribe. Place them in the tent of meeting in front of the Ark of the Covenant Law, where I meet with you. The staff belonging to the man I choose will sprout. And I will rid myself of this constant grumbling against you by the Israelites. So you've got these staffs. You, you know what a staff is. It's a piece of wood whittled down or whatever. And it's been cut off the tree, right? They use it for walking, for hitting things, for keeping the sheep in line, all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's not attached to anything living, It was living, but it's been cut off. You get that, right? So Moses spoke to the Israelites and their leaders gave him 12 staffs, one for the leader of each of their ancestral tribes. And Aaron's staff was among them. Moses placed the staffs before the Lord in the tent of covenant law. The next day, Moses entered the tent and saw that Aaron's staff, the one God had approved, which represented the tribe of Levi, had not only sprouted, but had budded, blossomed, and produced almonds. (laughs) It's like, hey guys, I'm serious about this. And sometimes you need to know your place. And if you don't know your place, God will put you in your place with a sign. Signs are a big deal. Miracles, signs, and wonders. Is this natural? Yeah, it should be. It should be for a child of the living God. I'm praying, Lord, open our eyes to see the signs that point to you and all that you're doing. Help us to keep our hearts right before you and not elevate the signs over you, in your manifest presence. Because we need you. More than anything, we need you, Lord. It's in your presence that we find all that we need. But we thank you for the signs that you place all along the way that let us know that we're you're leading us, you're guiding us, we're headed in the right direction. You're still God. You're still God. Maybe you need a sign right now. Stand with me, please. Maybe you need a sign to let you know that you're on the right track, that you're headed in the right direction. You just ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes. Help me to see what I need to see. Invite the Holy Spirit to nudge your spirit to speak to you that this is the way. Walk in it. Would you just lift your hands and surrender to Him this morning? Say, Lord, open our eyes. Open our eyes to see what we need to see, Lord. Speak to us. Thanks for listening to the Power Place Audio Podcast. For more resources or to watch the service online, visit us at www.thepowerplace.org.